Cut the Check podcast brought to you by Craft Farmer, bringing you weekly motivation, unmatched cultivation tech, and telling you some badass war stories along the way. All right. Well, today we have a really special guest, uh, Dan Sheehan, who is the uh, owner of Good Vibes Presents and uh, co-owner of California Roots. Uh, he's a big time show promoter, puts on epic festivals uh, year round, and uh, we're super stoked to have you on the show today, Dan. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. Yeah, this is uh, honored. Little, little <laughs> out of our our realm. We're you know mostly cannabis and cultivation and stuff like that. So you're our first um, guest uh, in the entertainment industry, but I think the two you know go hand in hand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they go, obviously they go very hand in hand. Um, and so <coughs> thanks for having me on. I'm stoked to be uh, the first one in this space. Yeah, yeah, first one and hopefully first of many. So Dan, you and I go back many years. I think I've known you, gosh, at least a decade now and um, met, met you in the uh, when you were managing the band Thrive and uh, major, yeah, right? Uh, a wee time ago, man. Uh, a little while back, but uh, yeah, no, our friendship's grown, and uh, as you, you know, became more involved with California Roots, and like, you know, really took the reins on that, brought me into, uh, kept me, kept me into MC, and keep bringing me back to do that. So, it's been really cool working with you uh, in that space. Yeah, it's uh, it, it God, it has it's been ten years, yeah, ten years plus that we've known each other. Yeah, um, and. Uh, We've uh, we've all grown so much in those uh, in this last decade, and and I know for me as a you know in the event space, it's been a there's been a, a lot of change for me as a you know human being and uh, you know festival producer and and uh, so it's uh, it's cool when you treat, you look back on it and yeah. you look back on you know the last 10, 12 years. Of course, we lost two years, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how did that how did that start for you, Dan? Like you know, Owen just mentioned you were managing Thrive. Um, Thrive is kind of like a, a, a smaller reggae band. And then how did you get that idea for California Roots and to shift kind of like your energy and start a festival? Um, well, I mean, you know, we've been doing, we've been doing, you know, events, you know, long before California Roots was around. You know, it's like even, you know, we had Good Vibes Entertainment, which was kind of our, my first company um, that, uh, that I had. And so I went to Guam for a couple of years and I was a, I was a music director and DJ, um, on the island of Guam for two years, um, random part of my history. But, you know, I ended up going there, um, cause I had a, you know, a vast knowledge of reggae music and island music. And I was able to, um, produce like radio shows, you know, so we'd bring in Maxi Priest and a couple other artists like that. I was able to kind of like run the shows. I was like, Holy cows, I want to do this. Um, you know, but even before I went to Guam, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the band Natural Vibrations, Absolutely. Um, but you know, I got them, I got them into, uh, Reggae in the River, I think 97 or 96, one of those years I got them in the Reggae in the River. I hit Carol Bruno up and I had no connection to her at all. I just went to Reggae in the River the, the year before and fell in love with festivals. That was like my first festival ever. Um, and so I got to get out and, and being from Hawaii, that was a huge, uh, that band was, you know, they were you know, a band that I loved and I wanted to get them in. I was like, dude, you guys be perfect for this. You know, you guys are singing about cannabis and the cannabis goes hand to hand with Reggae in the River. And, and uh, next thing you know, like they, they got on it. I did a little tour for them in 99. Um, and uh, a friend of mine who uh, 
was part of the tour. He was kind of a, somebody I went to school with. His family owned a radio station in Guam. I said, hey, man, you want to go to Guam and like be the music director and like maybe do some shows? I'm like, sure, why not? Um, and so I ended up in Guam for a couple of years and, uh, and then came back to California with the sole purpose of, of doing shows um, and uh, came back and um, a, a buddy of mine, this is, you know, 2001, 2002, um, a buddy of mine was, uh, he was, he was, a he was a grower and this is obviously in the outlaw days, um, of growing. And, uh, so I decided, you know, so, well, I'm going to become a grower and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, that's how I funded uh, the early part of my business was, yeah. uh, was growing cannabis and, uh, and, you know, I would lose a bunch of money on a show and I would go grow more. And, uh, <laughs> and this was back in the day when, uh, we were getting, uh, you know, good prices on stuff. And so, um, and, uh, then I, uh, you know, then obviously the music industry started to kind of take off. Um, and, and, you know, Jeff Monzer, um, you know, actually founded Cali Roots, um, in 2010 and, uh, you know, I came on in 2012. Um, and then as the festival kind of, you know, you know, progressed and grew and, you know, in that, and that 10 years, you know, I was doing a bunch of shows, you know, from 2002 to 2012, I was doing, you know, shows in Hawaii and, and, you know, in Santa Cruz and the Bay area and doing tours, et cetera. And then, uh, you know, Jeff asked me to come on, uh, in year three, um, cause it was starting to get to the level where it was, you know, it was, it was, uh, becoming a little, uh, a little more than I think he wanted to, he, you know, he, he expected. And, uh, I came on and took the reins, brought the team on, um, and took over, you know, just the booking and, and kind of just, you know, pretty much took over the whole, you know, just kind of operating it and, and running it. Um, and, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, fast forward, she's 10 years now. Um, oh, yes. you know, we're going into our 11th annual, uh, or our 12th annual, sorry, our 12th annual for Galley Roots. <laughs> um, you know, we would be on, what would we be on? We'd be on 14 right now if we wouldn't have COVID. Yep. Um, and so, you know, it's, uh, it's been a wild ride and, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I, I absolutely love what I do and I'm, I was able to, you know, turn this into a, uh, uh, you know, a, a good living for, for myself and my family and, you know, no good vibes is growing and yeah. So it's, uh, life is good. How many festivals do, are you producing now with uh, good vibes entertainment? So good vibes. So good vibes presents is, you know, we do Cali roots. Um, you know, we're doing the Lake Tahoe reggae fest. Now we're doing bluegrass and beyond, which is another kind of Tahoe festival that we're doing. Um, and we just rolled out this past weekend, our newest festival, which is kind of like outlaw country, out alt country, you know, bluegrass Americana called rebels and renegades. Um, and you know, that was, you know, that was, uh, that's our newest kind of addition to our portfolio. Um, and so we're doing, you were doing probably four or five festivals a year. Um, you know, and we, we, we have a, a, an Island brand that we just rolled out this year called Holo Holo music festival, um, which we're going to do in Vegas in April of 2023. Um, and we're going to bring it back to the Bay. So, you know, it's like I said, five, you know, five, six, um, we're trying to get smarter with everything that we're doing. Now we feel that we have a core portfolio of, of events and now we're just going to hone in on them and not really, I don't really want to add to anymore. I think in 2022 yeah. and even the end of 2021, I think everybody was like, well, let's just do everything. Cause we didn't have two years and let's, you know, let's just do all this, you know, do all these you know shows and events. And, and now we we've done those and now we've, now we've realized what is working and what, what's going to stick, you know, and, you know, kind of the ones I've named off are kind of the ones that I think, 
we'll, we're just going to go all in on those and, yeah. and fine tune it and not really add anything new. Just really, I mean, that's a lot. I mean, five festivals a year is, is definitely a, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say you've probably got to have a certain bandwidth, you know, because each one of these festivals takes countless hours of planning and yeah. booking and. Yeah. And marketing. And, and, uh, we, you know, we, uh, we have a great team. I'm up to, I think I'm up to nine employees now for good vibes. Um, you know, and, uh, what, you know, I mean, as, uh, as any business owner knows that, uh, you know, that monthly, uh, monthly nut is, uh, gets a little high. So, um, and, uh, you know, but we're, you know, we're, we're excited about the future, man. I think, uh, like I said, not, you know, just kind of like knowing what we have and knowing that like, yeah, we have this tried and true Cali roots. We have this new one called rebels and renegades, which, you know, is widely going to be hugely successful. It's like one of those, you just like, know it's going to be great. And, yeah. you know, and, 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 uh, you know, launching, you know, kind of getting this whole, whole thing off the ground, which we did almost 6,000 people for at frost amphitheater in the Bay area. You know, That's a few great. Weeks ago. And That's so, great. yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, we're excited. We're excited. And again, it's, uh, I'm also tired right now. I'm really like, you know, not just because I had a festival this weekend. It's just been a, it's just been a long year. It's been a grueling year. Um, and, uh, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm a little beat and I, I kind of want to just ride the rest of the year out. But like, I got to roll out Cali roots in a couple weeks and we got to, you know, down, you know, download from rebels and renegades and, and start booking holo holo. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's nonstop. Right. It's just, yeah. uh, but you know, when you're doing what you love, it, it's, uh, makes it a hell of a lot easier. So not to mention you have uh, several small venues that you're booking year round as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thankfully I'm not like, I, yeah, thankfully like for the club stuff, I'm not really booking the club stuff because club booking is, is club booking is really hard. <laughs> it's like a daily grind. You know, you're sending out hundred offers, you know, a week and seeing what sticks, you know? Um, no. but yeah, we, you know, but, but, but I'm still kind of like the partner in charge of overseeing those, you know? So, so your new festival, the Hola Hola one you mentioned, what kind of uh, artists are you looking to do for that? What's kind of like the the genre or the theme that you're sticking to? So that one is uh, so that one it's an island festival. So it's kind of uh, you know this past year we had um, Kolohe Kai, um, which is a big island band. Um, so it's kind of like island reggae, but like island contemporary as well. Um, and there's it's a you know being from Hawaii, it's always been I've always done those bands, but. You know, it's uh, it's also a very underserviced market. Um, it's an underserviced demo. Um, you know, and there's you know, as you know, anybody that lives in the Bay Area, like you know, there's a lot of you know, Islanders, Asian Pacific. You know, there's you know, Chamorros. There's just there's a lot of of Polynesians and island people that you know reside in the Bay Area. Um, and so, we've always had great success with doing shows with island bands like your J Bugs and the Greens and you know Maoli and artists like that um and it's always done well and so we're going to bring the same concept the idea that we bring the same concept to las vegas which is you know i mean las vegas is known as the ninth island you know it's mm-hmm. it's um you know although there's been kind of a a, a lot of people leaving just because vegas is kind of getting you know overcrowded and you know etc but um there's still a huge island population there. So we're going to do this in Vegas in April um, with bands like, you know, Common Kings and, the, and Boog and The Green um, and artists like that that kind of, you know, fit that mold and kind of really cater to that audience, uh, which is uh, which is important. You know, I think uh, we also want to make sure that we are, you know, kind of respecting, you know, and not just – it's a fine line. You know, so we don't want to just do something and because it's an underserviced market, we want to make sure that, like – for doing this show, then, you know, part of the proceeds or there's some kind of activation that, you know, then kind of, you know, 
donates money back to an island nonprofit that supports mm-hmm. Hawaii and supports, you know, the culture and stuff. It's like, it's just, we don't want to just like, all right, well, you know, yeah, I, I grew up in Hawaii and so we're just going to do a show to sell tickets to the, you know, to island. It's like, obviously we need to sell tickets, but we want to make sure we do it tastefully. I mean, I think that's in general what we're going to do. I think there has to be a, a thesis or a concept to, to everything that, that we do, you know, so yeah. it can't just be, you know, throw it up, sell tickets and, and hopefully it works out, you know, so, yeah. and, uh, so and, that's kind of, and, yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say we've seen you guys uh, do that obviously with Cali Roots too, uh, involved with several right. nonprofits and and also becoming the first fully green festival yeah. that there is. So uh, which is which is huge, you know. I mean that's, yeah. that's no small undertaking. No, it's it's not, and and uh, you know I mean we we haven't sold single use plastic on site at Cali Roots for what eight years now, so it's. You know, it's a, and you know, everything's on compostable and, and we, we work with a company that helps us kind of with the recycling and the sorting to make sure that we're recycling and sorting the, the right way. And it's all going to the right, you know, it's all being diverted to where it needs to go. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's important, you know, it's like, you, you know, you, as a festival, like we want to do the right thing on, on multiple levels and, and, uh, you know, sometimes doing the right thing costs more, you know, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. people, you know, well, you know, that's, you know, by doing something green is going to cost me, you know, 20% more to buy it. It's like, yeah. And, and, and again, like, you know, the bottom line is also super important, you know, like it's not, you know, I don't want to discredit the bottom line. Cause like, you know, it's like we need the bottom line to work. Right. But we also want to, uh, we want to be good citizens and, and do the right thing. And, and, you know, obviously right now the environment is kind of something that is, I think not necessarily on the, on the forefront of, of conservation as it should be, you know? So, I mean, we still have states that don't recycle and don't put their recycles yeah. in a separate bin. You go there and everybody's putting their trash in in one thing. So it's it's wild how diverse even the United States is is around that subject. I know. I mean, you, you still have states that sell styrofoam. Like when you go to a to, to a fast food place, they're putting everything still in styrofoam. It's like yeah. It's like it's 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 baffling to me. And it's like God, styrofoam. I mean, yeah, it's the cheapest form to create that, but like. When are we going to right. put, you know, when are, when is it, when is it going to be just gone, you know? And, and, but in, you know, there's states that obviously, you know, don't have those same thoughts. And, you know, again, like I think it comes down to, you know, making sure that's affordable for everybody, but, you know, and it's education too. I think, you know, there's, I think the education of fans, uh, well, just people in general on, on, you know, doing recycling and composting and, Things like that. I think, you know, some people, oh, it's just hippie stuff that people in California do. So, well, it's not really. It's like, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is wild. It's yeah. very important. That's pretty cool, man. So, yeah. so you, you just, just completed Rebels and Renegades, brand new fast, uh, successful two days. Uh, you, you were up there, had to do some emceeing yourself. Uh, which is pretty cool, yeah. kind of a kind of a throwback to your to your early days on radio and stuff. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you yeah. know, and at, Cal- at Cali Roots too. Like, I I always try to get you up there a couple times every year, and and you always bring like this just incredible energy. Like, I mean, you're you're busy, you're running around, you're dealing with a hundred things at a time, and then you'll like stop and you get up on the mic, and it's just like completely different. That that stage presence lives in you. <laughs> You know, yeah, so. I, I, I mean, I love it, man. I love it. I, I mean, honestly, I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun, man. You know, so I, I, I it's uh, it kind of reminds me why we're doing what we're doing. You know, so yeah. sometimes yeah. you get caught up in the business and spreadsheets and you know, you know, 
paying bills and all this stuff. But like when you do something like that and you see the people, you're like, holy shit, like this is like, this is why I do what I do, you know? So, yeah, yeah I mean, there's nothing. Plus, I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's no view like being on that stage when you're standing there and looking out at that audience and taking in that moment that like they're all there because you've taken the time and, and put this show on for everybody to enjoy. That's got to be heavy yeah. letting that sit, letting that set in. Yeah, it, it is, man. It's a, it's a, it's a powerful feeling and, and, but it's, you know, it's also like, uh, I always say this, you know, say we, uh, you know, I technically work for the fans, right? I, I work for the people that are buying the tickets. Like, you know, like without the fans and without, you know, them believing in it or buying the tickets, like we would not, we wouldn't have a show, you know? Yeah. You know, and so it's, you know, even before the artists, I mean, obviously the artists are, you know, right there too. It's a big, you know, it, we're all part of the, we're all spokes in the wheel, right? That's the, I mean, the, and, but the fans are so important. And, and that's why I think it's always important to, make sure you're delivering an experience that they feel is worth it. You know, it's like, it's, you know, like I don't want somebody to pay $300 for a ticket. And then they're like, this is crappy. Like we had a waiting line for the porta potties and we had a waiting line for food and beer and, you know, the venue is a mess. And it's just, you know, like there, you know, you want to make sure there's value in everything that you're, you're, you're giving people, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, not just as easy as like, we're going to throw this together, get a bunch of bands that I like and put it on. I mean, you have to listen, you have to listen to the fans, what they want. And maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've, I've discovered so many new artists from working at Cali roots and like artists that you've brought in that, you know, the, the average, you know, reggae fan would never have known about, but like now are like are big in the scene and like sometimes yeah. you have to, you have to take a, either take a risk or, you know, like throw a dart at, you know, these new and up and coming bands and that otherwise we probably wouldn't even think about. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So, uh, rebels and renegades just finished. Uh, you're going to ride out the rest of the year. Are you going to take, uh, Amy and McKenna on a little vacay? You guys going to get away and take a, take a rest. Yeah, we're going to probably, uh, we're probably going to, uh, um, take uh like the day after christmas going like a seven day vacation somewhere we're trying to figure out where you know so nice um mckenna wants to go to the snow and so but you know you know how it is right now it's like tahoe there's no there's no guarantee on snow anywhere in california so (laughs) um so we're kind of we're trying to figure it out we were maybe looking at jackson or wyoming or you know something like that and and but uh good man yeah so we're yeah yeah we want we want to get out i mean this weekend, me and Amy are actually going to go on like one of our first overnight trips in, in years uh, together, just me and her. Uh, we're going to go to a concert in, in San Francisco. So um, I was like, damn, we haven't nice. done that in years. So dropping her off at the in-laws and uh, yeah, dropping McKenna off at the in-laws and uh, and uh, rolling, uh, rolling to San Francisco. So what show does a big time promoter and boss like yourself, what show are you guys going to go to? What what What's <laughs> your interest there? We're going to. Uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of an artist named Zach Bryan, um, and uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like uh, it's country Americana folk. It's just storytelling. Uh-huh. Uh, but I'm I'm am I'm a I'm a I'm a massive fanboy. Amy teases me all the time. So um, <laughs> like my number my number one my number one artist on Spotify is Zach Bryan has been for the last two years. Um, and uh, you know when they do that thing at the year at the year end thing, everybody yeah. think everybody thinks that everybody thinks that like. You know, all I listen to is reggae and stuff. You know, not everybody. There's definitely like people like, wait, you listen like, like, but you like produce Cali Roots and like you have a serious XM show where you're, you know, you're, you know, a DJ on like that plays reggae. It's like if I had to listen to reggae all day, it wouldn't be as, uh, it, would, it wouldn't be as, uh, 
it would be hard because yeah. you know it's like I, I need I need to have a you know wide range of, of music um, which I think helps me book you know reggae stuff but um, mm-hmm. yeah so that's why I'm, yeah we're gonna go to the warfield which yeah, I get to hang on the tenderloin. Yeah, yeah, yeah the loin, baby. <laughs> <laughs> or watch your back, bro. <laughs> um, oh yeah, oh yeah. No, it's uh, the Warfield's funny, man. It's such a nice venue, man. Once you step out those doors, like holy shit! And like the backstage, when you walk on the backstage of the Warfield, like you are literally in the freaking trenches of the of the tenderloin. It's so yeah, trippy. yeah. Good yeah. man. Well, yeah. that's 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 gonna be well deserved. I I know you guys will have a great time, and I know yeah. you'll appreciate yeah. it too. Um, yeah, yeah. So so for the layman, you know, somebody who's not in the music industry or you know ha- has booked an event, you know, what's it look like? You know, contacting artist management and and booking a a band, especially a big time band. I mean, you have experience with some of the biggest names in the industry, like Damian Marley, for ex- example. You know, like. You're, you're close with them at this point, but like, you know, how does right. somebody come along and, and book these big acts? Um, first they start with a million dollars and then, uh, and then they, and they start trying to figure out their contacts. Now it's, it's, uh, you know, booking rebels and renegade, like the reggae space and the hip hop space and, you know, and the jam band space, it's a lot easier for me to book it, it, you know, because, you know, especially the reggae space, I'll literally text, I'll text an agent and say, Hey man, you know, it's like, you know, can we make this work? And then we'll get an official offer and send it out. Um, but for like rebels and renegades, it was a space that I wasn't, uh, I'm, I'm fairly new to, I've been booking country acts for the last five years, but on a festival element and a festival space that, you know, I haven't, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and so that one is a little bit more challenging. I definitely had some of, you know, some of my, you know, agent colleagues at, you know, at William Morris or, you know, Wasserman, you know, kind of like let the country agents know for me, hey, you know, this dude's legit. He's not, you know, this isn't, you know, it's a first year festival, but it's not a first time festival promoter, you know, and, and we, and so we just went through the process and, you know, a lot of it is like figuring out how much, you know, how much an artist gets paid, you know, and there's like different variables and different, uh, you know, uh, data points you can look at to kind of see, you know, figure out what an artist gets paid. But then, you know, an artist can tell you, no, no, uh, it's, you know, his festival quotes 150,000, you know, like, all right, you know, it's like, you know, and most times when an agent tells you, I mean, for me, at least, I think if somebody is new, they're going to tell you a much different price and, and, you know, try to, you know, uh, you know, BS you a little bit. But for me, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, they tell me it's 150,000. It's like, all right, well, maybe that's going to work. Maybe that's not going to work. Um, you know, sometimes I'll come in lower. Sometimes I'm, you know, I'll, I'll give them what they ask for. But um, for the most part, they give you kind of a ballpark of what you're dealing with. And you just got to, you know, again, like any like any business, you know, it's all about reputation, right? It's like, like craft farmer. It's like, you know, it's like people know that you guys have the good shit, you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's the same thing with me. It's like, it's like they know that, you know, like they're doing a show with Darren and it's like, and good vibes, you know, 99.9% of the time, the shit's going to be on top of the, you know, on top, you know, they're going to be on top of their game. Every once in a while, there's something that happens that, you know, we have no control over, we might have overlooked, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a, a lot of it is this, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's reputation and, uh, you know, being able to kind of just, you know, know, have the trust, you know, it's like, it's like a brand, right? Again, using you guys as an example, it's like a brand, like that trust in a brand is not just, it's not just the products, right? It's not just what you're selling. It's not just, it's that, you know, believing in the vision. It's, it's, it's the, it's believing in, 
you know, the, the quality of the work environment that the people yeah. that are working for this company, it's, there's a whole thing that t- is ties into what a brand really is. You know, it's like, it's not just about selling things, you know, there's, there's a culture to it, you know, and I think that's kind of, you know, people know that that's, you know, that's kind of the, the kind of the, the model that we run, you know, cause there's a lot of promoters that will send in offers and big offers and, but then they're kind of, you know, they're kind of scummy and like they're not, you know, they'll cut corners on certain things and, you know, and, and they're, you know, the city doesn't like them. You know, they have a terrible relationship with the police department locally or whatever it might be. Yeah, you know, And yeah. so there's various things like that that I think uh, are uh, are important, you know, and it kind of just makes up a, a whole brand, you know, slash business. You know? Yeah. So so reputation and. And obviously the contacts, you know, like not just anybody yep. can, can, can text, uh, you know, a booking agent be like, Hey man, like, are the, are these guys available? Can we work on this? Like, you know, for, yeah, yeah. You, you've earned yeah. it, you, you've earned that clout, you know? So, yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a long, it's been a long road and, and we have taken many losses, you know, and I've lost you know, a lot of money over the years we've made a lot of money over the years. And so it's, uh, you know, but again, like, I always pay my bills, right? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I mean, it's Pat, right? Rebels and Renegade. We lost, a, we lost a bunch of money, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it was a building block and we knew we were going to lose it. But like every single person, every single band, every single vendor got paid, you know? Like, yeah. you know, paying paying your bills is important, you know? It's like, it's, uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, once you're like, oh, well, I, I can't pay this or can I get, you know, can I pay you less or, yeah, I mean, I, I just said to somebody earlier today, I think, you know, being a business owner, like one of the things that you, you, you got to know how to do is take a punch. Right. And, yeah. and if you, you know, you know, everybody's all grand when you're making money, but like when you start losing, when you lose money here and there and then everybody kind of, they're, they're tuned, their tone changes, you know? And so, um, tune, tone, tune, their tune changes, not their tone. <laughs> what's the, what's, well, yeah. the both, <laughs> what's the worst thing that can happen to you, Dan, as a promoter? Is it, is it an artist not showing up or, or what, what would it be? Um, I mean, an artist not showing up is, is, it sucks, but like, you know, the COVID COVID kind of has changed that a little bit. I think fans, unfortunately have become a little bit more expecting of that, you know, um, honestly, somebody getting really hurt or dying at our show is probably the worst thing that could happen. You know, um, I think, you know, the safety of, uh, the safety of, of people, um, at the festival is kind of like, you know, it's like a number one priority, right? I think, uh, yeah, so I think that's one of the worst things that could happen. Um, mm. You know, artists not showing up. It depend if it's your headliner, then yeah, you're really it, then it becomes a huge issue, and then you have to deal with refunds and um, and just you know people always blame the promoter, right? It's like you know even though the artist is probably the one to cancel, they're going to blame the promoter. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, I mean I think somebody getting getting seriously hurt or or you know or even worse is definitely probably the biggest the worst thing that could happen for multiple reasons. You know, it's like you have then you know on a business side of things, you have, you know, your insurance gets really slammed. And then, you know, but then you also have, you have that stigma of, uh, mm-hmm. of, you know, that kind of thing happening. So, um, and you know, obviously we live in a different world now. I mean, it's, uh, you know, since the Las Vegas, uh, country, you know, festival, you know, route 66 with the shootings, you know, our space has changed a lot too, you know? And it's like, I mean, when we first aren't doing shows, there was no metal detectors or wands yeah. and, you know, and then something like that happens, you know, and, and it changes kind of the perspective of everything, you know? So, yeah, I mean like um, whole, all kinds of new protocols. I mean, even at Cali roots, we have dedicated meetings to, to security and like yeah. act, active shooter situations that is like, yeah. you know, yeah. so that's, yeah. that's yeah. pretty, that's pretty heavy. 
Yeah, active shooters are uh, sucks. It's a it's a reality, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, you know we definitely don't bring attention to it, but it's definitely something that we're prepared for. You know, um, yeah. and you know hours of training and, and stuff like that. It's just, but again, you know, you can train and prepare all you all you can, and but uh, sometimes you know shit just happens. Yeah, certainly. Now, now speaking of Cali Roots, that I mean, you've basically sold out that. Um, that venue every single year now, right? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So when you look at a, when you look at a festival as popular as Cali roots and you continuously every year reach capacity, I mean, that's such a, a special thing because that's where you started. That's the venue where you started. Everybody in that area is expecting it every year. At any point, do you look at that as a festival promoter and be like, okay, like we need to look for like a larger site or is that just first come, first serve, whoever buys their tickets gets them and this is what's going to happen every year? Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great question. I mean, this is, I mean, if, I think this is a, uh, this is a common conversation um, that we have. Um, and I think we've come to the point that, I don't think Cali Roots will move anywhere. I think I think until they kick us out, you know, I think the Monterey County Fairgrounds is its home. Um, you know, we have actually we're going to reduce capacity a little bit this year and we're and I'm raising ticket prices a little bit to kind of offset that. You know, it's like we want to we want to make sure we're providing a good experience for everybody. You know, and, and don't get me wrong. I've looked at venues and I've looked at and, you know, and, you know, it's a big move to move. Right. It's like it's a, it's it's you have to take that leap of faith, you know, and, right. and if we were, if we were to move, like we would, you know, since we don't need to move, like, you know, it's like, it's like moving a house, right? When you don't need to move and you're like, but you want to move, it's like easier to kind of find a place, I think. But, you know, and, and we, uh, I, you know, we've thought about it, but I don't think that uh, Cali Roots will, uh, will ever leave the fairgrounds, um, which is why we've done, we've done other ones, you know, around the country. And it's just, you know, the venue is, such a huge part of a festival, you know, and, yeah, right. and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's been a good home for us and it is a good home for us, you know, and I, I, I live seven minutes away. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, makes life a which definitely easier. makes it, which makes life a little easier. My office is seven, seven minutes away. My daughter's school, seven minutes away. Everything is like seven minutes away. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to keep that so. community together. That's a, that's an important one. It is. It is. Community is very important. And, uh, I think, uh, you know, we have leaned more into that, especially since the pandemic, you know, it's like, yeah. and, uh, like really kind of embracing where we, where we live and where the yeah. festival lives, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually, I was going to ask that next, you know, that's a huge component of California roots is, is the, the family vibe. You know, you ask anybody who, whether they're a fan or an employee that works there, like what's, when you think about Cali roots, like what's the biggest thing that comes to mind? And most people are going to say like the family, the culture, you know, and, that's been developed over the years, you know, can you, can you talk on that a little bit about the, the culture of, of the Cali roots vibe? That's uh, that's yeah. I mean, honestly, we dealt with that this past weekend. Um, and, uh, it's funny. Um, it's funny when you do another event at the same venue with, you know, like we brought on most of the staff that we used for Cali roots, you know, like they were, you know, they were all part of rebels and renegades. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there was a couple bands, uh, the Cadillac three, which is a kind of like a Southern rock, country band um they came off the stage and they were so pumped because they, they were they was a great set and they came into kind of like this our what we call the supply depot where they walk into the drive back to their dressing rooms and they the lead singer came up to uh came up to uh mongola who is uh one of our hospital one of our artist liaisons 
And he goes, like, are you guys like all family? Are you guys like all related here? Because you guys feel it, it just feels like a big family here. And uh, and so like the artists feel it, you know. That's and, cool. You know, Cali, you know, Cali Roots. We have, uh, you know, Cali Roots has kind of really. That's what separates us, I think. You know, that's what I, I know. That's what separates us from other ones. There's other similar festivals, um, but it's not. It's not Cali Roots, and like we have this family culture. We have this. You know, we're all very close. Um, you know, culture. Um, there's definitely we have a lot of a lot of staff that work. Um, you know, on it, especially like the week of that. You know, I don't know some of them, but for the most part, I know everybody, and I try to be friendly and communicate with everybody. And I think there's a lot of festivals that kind of, um, you know, they're so big that you never see the producer, you never see the promoter. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it's always, it's, it's, it's extremely important as, you know, as, as Owen knows, like, I mean, I think, you know, I'm always out there, you know, giving people shit and, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but, it, but in a loving way, you know, I mean, that's how I grew up. I grew up, you know, I grew up that way, you know? So, um, and I think, uh, it really translates to like the artists feel it, the fans feel it. You know, like you come into our festival, it's not just corporate money grab. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's thought put into this, yeah. and I think that's part of the culture of, of Cali Roots, and that's kind of what, and that's that is what we're doing with Good Vibes, which is kind of translating to our other events, and and uh, you know, people love working with us on these events, and I think uh, you know that goes a long way. You know, and I think it's uh, I think it's so important. Um, and it's definitely one of one of the things that I feel is, uh, like I said earlier, kind of just keeps separating us, you know, yeah. um, from the rest of the pack, you know. And it's 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 one thing to to say it and talk about it and talk about, you know, the vibe and things like that, and it's another thing to to execute it and and make it a point and you know a highlight of a huge event, you know, like it's it's incorporated yeah. into the flow of the weekend, and you know, it's it's pretty special. Hundred percent. I mean. I can't I mean I can't tell you how many artists came up to us and, and that we talked to and they were like, wait, this is the first year festival, you know, for Rebels and Renegades because you know we we know what we're doing, but like it was also like the machine was just running so fluidly, you know, yeah. um, and and the artists could feel that they're like, you know, just like just everything from the layout. I mean, we just basically plugged in, you know, like we used half of the venue, so it's like Cali Root stage and and the OG stage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of that was kind of the, the layout of the festival. We just plugged in our Cali Roots layout because it's a great layout and it works and we know how to use it. We know how to run it. And the fans and the artists were just like over the moon about it. They were like, holy cows, this is the one like we literally have, you know, seven artists tell us that, you know, this is the the best festival they've ever played. You know, these are artists that play festivals. Yeah. But these are festivals that play. I mean, they might be blowing smoke on my ass, but like, you know, but any, but you know, Cody Jinx, you know, who was our headliner, you know, he was, and he told us this is the best first year festival he's ever played, you know. And so, you know, but that goes back to like our culture as a company, our culture as you know, and like and like how great my team is, you know, because like, you know, I'm only one part, I'm only one spoke in the wheel, you know. And like, it's like it's all about teamwork, man. Our, our team is really the driving force in this, you know. And like, and me and Amy are kind of leading it, but at the end of the day, it's just, I think it's, it's so important to put the right people into the right positions and that kind of helps with creating that vibe, you know, and empowering them and, you know, let them, let them run with it, trust them to do their job. Well, that's Uh, what a good leader is. A good leader is being able to see who's going to do play these positions really well. Like just because we're at the top of the triangle doesn't mean that we can do all these jobs. It's empowering the right people to fulfill like, 
their best attributes on in these positions. Yep. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I I I live and breathe that model. Hundred percent. I mean, it's it's all about empowering the right people in the right positions and trusting them to do it. You know, it's like it's so funny. Like you see businesses that are just like so micromanaged, or they have decision by committee, or and it's just like they don't run the same way. You know, and it's just like it's you know it's you know why hire people if you're going to like be micromanaging them the whole time. You know, and and not letting them kind of do their thing. But again, like, you know, that also goes, you know, you also have to make sure that you have the right people in place because you know, we've, we've also went through employees before that, you know, you try to have more of kind of a non micromanaging approach to them, but then they're not doing what they need to. And, you know, things are falling through the cracks. And, but like right now with the team we have, I mean, it's, it's super, it's well oiled. Um, we have such great people on our team that we don't need to micromanage it. And, and again, like, you know, it's, we've had to let go of a couple of people that didn't quite fit the mole. And, you know, that's just, that's just the way it goes. Right. And it's like, it's, it's trial and, you know, trial and error kind of. So. Very cool, man. You've, you've created a hell of a culture around, you know, your events, your business and, uh, and you have fun. I mean, you're, yeah. you're kicking ass, but like when, when the festival's going on, you're having a great time, man. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I love, I mean, I, I absolutely love, I love this. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, and uh, I'm so in love with what we do, you know? Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm stoked to, to be a little part of it, you know, one way or another. And, you know, I don't, I don't see you that, that often. So like when, you know, when Cali Roots comes around or like, you know, some of these other events, like we get a chance to kick it and it's like, you're just uh, an awesome person to hang out with outside of work. You know, you're, you're a great dude and, and fun. Well, thank you. But I try to be, you know, so yeah. my daughter, my, my daughter, my daughter might think I'm a little boring these days, but <laughs> Spe- s- speaking of your daughter, she got a, uh, she got a taste of some emceeing and, uh, has been showing interest on, on doing some emceeing. If I remember correctly, has she, uh, has she talked any more about that, about wanting to get on stage and get on the microphone? Yeah. She got a little shy this past weekend. Um, and she was going to come up with me and she got a little shy, which I mean, I can hundred percent relate to. There's definitely times where I don't want to go on that stage to talk to people. Um, (laughs) but yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's really, uh, she was really, she was really comfortable at Rebels and Renegades because it's not as big as Cali Roots and Mm -hmm. it's not like Cali Roots is intense, man. It's like, you know, there's like, there's a, like, it's, it's, it's a great energy, but there's a hell of a lot of energy that like, especially for, I mean, for an adult, it kind of hits me. And like for a seven year old, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of energy to take in, you know? So, um, yeah. So she, uh, she actually got a rose from Orville Peck. Um, wow. That's who is, cool. Yeah. Who's a, yeah. Like, cause you know, she had a mask on in the pit and, and then uh, he, you know, called out her name and it was, it was really cool. She, uh, she's uh she's building these core memories at uh you know at the festivals you know and i think i think that's so important you know music is uh music is a very very powerful thing and i think uh i think it, you know it should be more a part of kids lives uh mm-hmm. you know in such a you know and, and we're fortunate like this is our life you know so she's able to you know live and, and live and breathe music you know yeah what would you say, Dan, uh, your top five performances that you've actually seen or been to would be? Um, I think, uh, I mean, honestly, I think the best Cali Roots performance that I ever saw was Tash Santana uh, playing the bowl. Um, it was, uh, and I watched the whole set, which I, I never do. Like, I, I, that was one of the sets I watched the entire time. That was uh, that was a powerful, powerful set. Um, 
and I got chicken skin through the whole thing. It's just, you know, it's just her and her, all her gear. And it's just, you know, she's up there by herself, you know, um, that was probably number one, honestly, like the ice cube set from this year. That at was Cali incredible. <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, I'm still riding off that one. That yeah. was like, I, 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 you know, when you book an artist and you're like, oh, I'll book Ice Cube, you know, it's like, okay, you know, and, and then you realize like how many hits a dude has, but oh, then you it's realize, incredible. Like, yeah, I mean, his, his, I mean, he has, I mean, it's, it's, you know, yeah, he has, you know, he has a couple of those big ones that everybody knows, but then like, you know, he has all the ones that the hip hop heads know and like, you know, the West Coast hip hop heads, you yeah. know, and, uh, um, and like seeing, so I'm not a Raiders fan, but seeing all the Raiders jerseys in the crowd for him, I was like, holy shit, dude, that, yeah. this is badass. Dude. And, like, and you don't see that and, really uh, like at Cali Roots, you don't see a lot of like sports gear and sports no, fans, but, no. but that they, day yeah. they, they came out in, in full force. They for came sure. out and they came out in full force, man. It was like nothing I've ever seen. I was like, holy cows, man. This was, this was, it was powerful, man. And like, he's, he took everything off the stage. It was like, so it was just him, his hype guy. What's the hype guy? I forgot the hype guy's name. That was, that was Dub just, C. Yeah, Dub C, exactly. Um, and so, and it was just those two up there, no gear, nothing up there, just the LED walls, and and he just, I mean, it was such a, he, he just, it was, it was great. I'm still just like, wow, yeah. he just blew that place away. I mean, when do you get um, a, when do you get to see Ice Cube in Monterey? I mean, come on, like that's, exactly, that's just so exactly. different. Yeah, it's so different. It hits different, um, and uh, you know we're yeah. So that's you know that, that was a really good one. Um, you know, I mean, as far as top five, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard. Cause like, you know, like I try to look back and like, all right, you know, looking at shows that I didn't go to, I think lucky Dubé at Ray and the river 98, I believe it was. Um, he came out with a full orchestra, wow. um, on the regular the river stage. Um, you know, the original, like the where, you know, rare, you know, in the, the know, concrete the, stage yeah. right on the river. Yeah, the concrete, exactly. The concrete stage right on the river, um, before it moved over to, you know, Dimmick's Ranch. But, um, it was kind of, I, I, and like, I was, I was, you know, what was, I, I was 23, 98, you know, and like, I was like barefoot and there was mud and I was like, <laughs> it was, <laughs> dude, yeah, people, it was, it was, people who yeah. don't know, Dan, like the fucking, there was nothing like reggae, like those oh, festivals definitely. and the drugs we did yeah. and what was available and, <laughs> and the trench, the trench coat salesman and like the trench yeah, coat yeah. salesman. there was nothing oh fucking God. like that ever. And there, yeah. it, it was just a, such a different nothing, experience. hundred percent. And no, there was nothing like it. Like you said, the, 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 the drugs we did, the amount that we did. And <laughs> what was available. Uh, Anything yeah, you exactly. wanted at any moment, yeah. you could just have and consume and be fine. And, before you, before and you cross people the you bridge. don't even know are looking out for you. <laughs> before you cross the bridge into the venue, you know? Yeah, exactly. Before you even know, like, all these people that would look out for you. And, like, I, it was I, – I ended up in so many random cool camps, man. Like, over the – you know, I went, I went for, like – I went – my first year was 96. And I went I, – I wasn't there for two years. I was in Guam. But, you know, between all the years, I went for about 12 years. Um, and – uh and it was a life-changing experience for me. I mean, it's, re- it's the reason why I'm in festivals, you know, like it's That's the reason incredible. why I do what I do. I mean, it, that was the inspiration for me. And, uh, and I, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was really good, man. And I think another memorable performance that was Bunny Whaler. Um, I'm not sure of the year, but he, I mean, this is, this is no exaggeration. He was singing, singing, doing his thing. And then he went to kind of a Bob set and he mentioned Bob Marley as soon as, and it was, it was, there was no breeze. 
as soon as he mentioned Bob, there's this breeze that just blew through the crowd. Wow. Like, and like all of us, all of us, like all of us, like, I mean, I'm getting chicken skin just talking about it. all of us were just like looking at each other, like, Oh my God. Like it was just like people that weren't necessarily in my group on the same drugs I was on. They were, <laughs> you know, these other people that were doing things and they, and we all just stopped and looked at each other. It was like this, it was, it was so, so powerful. And, uh, that was, uh, God, that was so cool. Um, I had some very, very, very fond memories of, of, of Reagan the River. It was definitely a coming of age for me and a life changing experiences. And, uh, I, uh, like you said, no one, there's nothing, I mean, we, nothing comes close to it. Nothing has ever come close to it and nothing will come close to that vibe of, uh, you know, being in the ill river and, and, yeah. and the redwoods going, going, and everything. Yeah. Going, and then going, going down to the dance hall on the, on the bank there and like, you know, and like party until the, the sun came up and, yeah, yeah. And swimming dome, and baby. refreshing yourself and just every <laughs> yeah. everything yeah, about I it know. was just so different. Yeah. Yeah. And your and drive like, home and just yeah, driving home God. and like just, yeah. I mean, it's like silence. I remember when we went home and just be yeah. fucking yeah. silence. Like <laughs> you don't even know what to say. You're just like, yeah. like the last seven days was just like. Dude, Owen will tell you there's been times like I was just on these acid trips and I'm like, dude, I'm leaving with the drummers. Like I'm not going home. And he's like, bro, yeah, you're just yeah. really, really high. Like you're coming home. Yeah. <laughs> but they, but they, ex- they accept, they accept you. Everybody's accepting. And, yeah. and, and that's, you know, like kind of to segue back to Cali Roots, that's like a big thing about Cali Roots is doing. And, and I think for a lot of people and, and hopefully um, you're doing for a lot of people what reggae did for you, you know, introducing young yeah. people to music and, a, a great vibe at a festival and who knows how many people are going to be inspired to become musicians and show promoters and, you know, yep. anything else. 100%. So, so you, you've, or just of, open, open, yeah. Openly conscious, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, well, well, awesome, man. Um, so we can expect Cali roots, uh, 2023 will be Memorial day weekend. Uh, this upcoming year, we're going to do four days again, huh? We're doing four days and uh, I'm announcing the lineup, uh, you know, uh, I don't know when this podcast will come up, but I'm announcing uh, November 1st is probably we're going to announce. Okay. Epic. Yeah. Yeah. We're going with the full lineup. Yeah. The Thursday, we're adding, we have the Thursday back on there and the Thursday, the lineup on the Thursday is just going to be, it's going to be ridiculous. Fuck so. yeah, Dan. Did you have the full lineup, full yeah. lineups already done? Um, I, I have one more slot to fill, but yeah, I'm just waiting on, waiting on, on slogan to kind of finish up my art. Yeah. Um, we're going alphabetical this year, so I don't have to deal with the drama of I'm bigger than them. I'm bigger than him. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah so. that, that's a, that's a good problem to have when you have fucking multiple, multiple headliners vying yeah. for, for four spots, you know? Yeah. 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 We're, we're excited about it and, uh, you know, for the, you know, hopefully I'm, get this uh you know have some uh, really good hip-hop on it as well this year so trying to it's you know we've always been trying to blend in and see how we can uh you know keep uh keep upping the lineup you know very very cool dan well uh where can where can our viewers find you on on uh social media um on instagram the real dan sheehan um yeah, the real Dan Sheehan because there's been a couple fake Dan Sheehan, So I'm sure there have been. The, the, the fuckery's real out there right now. With, it, with... it really is, man. Yeah, awesome, yeah. bro. Yeah. And uh, we'll I'll I'll link up all the uh, the Cali Roots website so our viewers, if yeah. they're interested in, in checking out the festivals or shows that Good Vibes is doing, the, uh, all those links will be in the comments. And um, yeah, to our to our viewers and listeners out there, make sure you go check out California Roots. 
uh, check out Good Vibes Presents and and the shows that they're doing. Uh, it's likely if you're in California that there's going to be a show that Dan's putting on in a town or city near you. So uh, big ups to you, Dan Sheehan. Thank you so much for for coming on. It's, it's great to see you and great to chat and look forward to seeing you in person again soon, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you for having me on. It's been Thank, a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Dan. Keep up the great work. Thanks, we guys. we love you. We we support you. The music's amazing, and um, thank you for all you do for the community. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you guys for everything, and uh, I look forward to look forward to maybe we get Lance down to Cali Ridge this year. I'm gonna yeah. make it this year. I've already decided right. that I'm gonna go. Maybe we can get old crafty right. to do a little uh, on stage cameo for a little MC slot. <laughs> I'm, <There> down. <laughs> I'm down. I'm <laughs> down. I'll run it up. Let's go. Right on. Well, hey, send, Thanks, my love, send my love to the girls, Dan, and we'll talk to you soon. Will do, man. Thank you, guys. I right. appreciate it. Bye. Thanks, brother. Bye.